like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Should be carbonated. Going. It should be carbonated. Speaking of going, yesterday, as I was going home from Vanessa's house. (laughs) Yeah. I got a little visitor yesterday. It was delightful. It was a delightful visit. So as I'm walking across the street from Vanessa's apartment to my car, I see. So I had to wait as one car uh, crossed or drove by. So I'm walking crossing the street and there's this like brand new Mercedes that's at the stop sign. He they go to like the middle of the street and Mm -hmm. I see them back up and I was like, Oh, okay. they're coming for you. Backing up like, in those, the middle of the street like you do. The, no, to the those side, Beverly like, Hills was there a cop street youths are street. coming for you. In their hot Mercedes Benzes. <laughs> yeah. So I see this happening and I'm thinking, what the fuck are these guys doing? Because they drive to the middle of the street. They back up. And I'm like, did they miss the stop sign? No, there's no cop around. This is all like going through my head. Yeah. So I'm putting the stuff that like in my car because, you know, I came home with some goodies. So I'm like put stuff in my car i walk around the front of my car i'm like sitting in i open the door and i sit in and i see the mercedes now has pulled up alongside of me and i'm like are they trying to take this as a parking spot i'm like there's a sure space that in makes front. sense and then all of a sudden i see like corner because i'm not really paying attention because i'm thinking they're like gonna drive and park in front of me and i see like white arms out the window and then all of a sudden smack they threw a slice of cheese on my car <laughs> They were trying to they, face cheese you, these sons of bitches, they, for their fucking her. TikToks. Cheesed in the wild. I wonder if you're now viral on TikTok and we don't know it. Oh my and God, you're I on hope the talk so. of the tick and no. some poor little white woman got cheese thrown in her blue car, let us know. Also, joke's on you, dickheads. My car's filthy anyway. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Every, every car in California is and filthy. Oregon and Washington is filthy right now. Yeah. So. But I was like, that is a waste of American cheese. So I immediately called Vanessa. I know, and she's she's been having car trouble. So she leaves my house and I'm like, if you have car trouble, like, please come right back and like figure it out from the kind of smokeless bubble of my apartment. Yeah. So she when she immediately calls me, I was like, Are you okay? Is your car okay? And she's like, They do cheese at me. (laughs) I I don't know if they thought my window was open or something, because I'm like, your, this your is car the is dirty. Your windows are always very clean. <laughs> my windows are spotless. So they thought, like, what? That they were going to throw the cheese at my face? Yeah. I don't understand what they were trying to accomplish with their cheese throwing because it was not that, like, worth it. I'm like, it's not worthy of a TikTok. It's not worthy of an Instagram. Like, it's not. It ran, wasn't ran, getting, funny. Rando's getting face cheesed is TikTok worthy. It I is. Mean, did, but they missed. Did it, did it stick to the window in a funny manner? I mean, it made the funny, like, slap noise, slap. and then it's st- and then it got stuck, and there is a cheese imprint on my window now. <laughs> oh, no. Cheese remnant. Cheese remnant. There's a little cheese square on your window. There's <laughs> evidence for CSI to come through. I'm gonna need, uh, I'm gonna need DNA done on this cheese imprint. I wonder if the slice of cheese is still on the street. You should if go you were, look outside. Uh, no, I'm not. It's terrible outside today. <laughs> um, I wonder if you were to die mysteriously and they were like CSI in your car and be like, there's traces of American cheese on her is window. A, is there? Is that an, a slice of American cheese? Craft American singles? You <laughs> bet your ass there is. <laughs> 
Do, could you tell where the cheese was from? Ooh, no, see, that's the thing. I think they were Kraft singles, but I don't know if they're off brands. They were driving a brand new Mercedes that hadn't had its light, like the they had the dealer plates still on, so it was brand brand new. So I'm guessing they mm. went with the Kraft. Oh, that's I'm guessing they go cheese. name brand cheese. That's then, perfect cheese crime time because yeah. you're harder to identify. That is true. And then and then Horatio comes up and he's like, round up the usual suspects. We're going to have them grilled. Yeah! yeah! Oh, he takes off his sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or puts them on and then somehow backs, backs up out of frame dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that well, was that was a CSI Miami joke. <laughs> for those of you who don't know. <laughs> That's a 1996 CSI mm-hmm. Miami joke. Fuck yeah, when that show was just orange. That was the visual aesthetic that they went with. Yeah. Orange and blue. Also, the visual aesthetic of Long Beach looks just like Miami, and no one can tell the difference. No one can tell. I didn't know the difference. I assumed that they were in Miami. Right? And I live out here. (laughs) Well, that's your own dumb fault. (laughs) That is true. That is true. I can't argue it. And if I would, even if I could, I wouldn't do it. Oh, well, that's good. It's for the best. Don't, yeah. Don't only a fool takes up a fool's argument. Yeah. You know. You know what else is the best? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer, and sometimes we're attacked by random cheese bandits. Sometimes we have cheese bandits. The cheese bandits strike again. Ah. I do wonder. I'm gonna now start like listening in to Beverly Hills PD like police radio scanners, and I'm gonna listen out for cheese bandits. I'm gonna see if they're doing it. Maybe they're serial cheesers. Um, I mean, as someone who lives in Beverly Hills uh, area, I- I've not seen a lot of cheese on cheese crime lately. Maybe I was um, the first victim. That said, I don't go outside all that much because it's garbage out there. True. It is uh, air quality. I think today was like, what, one? 135. 35. Mine's in the 160s. Ooh. Yeah, it's bad today. You should come over here where we are better. We understand that there are other places within California and other states that it is worse right now. But it's pretty bad out here, guys. But I am suffering myself right now. I care about you, but I care about me more. Yeah, it's a really fun mix of like, is my sore throat allergies or smoke or COVID? Or who knows? Is my headache the same? Is my (laughs) itchy throat the same? Is my sore throat the same? Is this phlegmy allergy? Like, I want to say for the last um, couple weeks, it has been allergies, COVID or something else. Yeah. It's like, do I need an Allegra or do I need a ventilator? (laughs) (laughs) I am hoping it's Allegra. Uh, No, this week we are not going to talk to you about wildfires. I mean, maybe no, we, we are. are escaping our, our smoky surroundings we and really headed are. off on a journey. We are going out to the wild west. The wild to west. The great plains. To the greatest plains. Tornado Alley, as oh, it's called. Oh, it's a alley of them. It makes up part of the alley. But we are here to talk to you about haunted Oklahoma. I hear <laughs> that that's where the wind comes sweeping down the plains. Yeah, a big tornado cloud of wind comes yeah. really sweeping. Like, yeah. they sweep yeah. fucking everything. <laughs> Earthing. Earthing. It's just gone. Uh, yes, so the reason we have selected Oklahoma is because we are now drinking the first and not great beer from our new brewery of the month. Yeah, we're uh, we're revisiting a brewery we have done before, yep. um, but we're, we're doing the next four weeks of San Fernando Brewing Company, another yes. local SoCal brewery for us. And I got to say, uh, being a fan of their beer in the past, this, this beer's current flat. can 
is not great. Yeah, it's totally fucking flat. So, All of our cans. So we are drinking of, the grapefruits of, of wrath. Flavor. Yeah, so it's grapefruits of wrath, hence Oklahoma. I get, I get the tie-in. I get, the I get tie-in. it. It's very good. Uh, yes, yeah. thank you. Um, so yeah, it is supposed to be an IPA, but there are no bubbles. There's no bubbles. Yeah, I mean, it is grapefruit hop juice at this point. I don't hate it. It but smells I do like wish grapefruit. It had bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit more. The but bubbles that is, improve it. It's more fun. But that yeah, is that's why they we put are, bubbles in beer. Yeah. So that is what we are drinking, and that is why we are drinking it. And so. I'm going to start us off with, uh, and Vanessa and I had a serious discussion yesterday on, have we done this before? I don't think we have. But if we have, that makes us two for two, and nor do we care. That's two weeks in a row where you get all all same stories, all new jokes. Yeah, man. Uh, Apparently not all new jokes, but again, I don't care. Again, no. Oh, did somebody go back and verify that we told the same jokes? (laughs) First of all, thank you guys so much for being supportive of the fact that I just did a story I've already done. Yeah. Everyone was really nice about it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Out here trying my best. Yeah. Um, But someone was like, you did make some of the same jokes. Look, that's how you know it's a good joke. You stand by it three years later. Wow. I stood by it from a long time ago. That's right. Or two years. I want to listen back to that now. I want to do a side-by-side comparison. Look, we copyright infringed our own fucking episode, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's I'm ours. suing me. <laughs> Taking me I'll to court. Settle. I'll probably settle out of court. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take your system t- on trial. I'm going to put your system on trial. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting my whole system on trial. <laughs> All of it. Um, so, yeah. So, this week, I am going to tell you about the Stone Lion Inn. Yes. And the if we Stone have talked about Lion it, Inn. buckle up again. Have fun. So, the Stone Lion Inn is a former Victorian mansion turned bed and breakfast located in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Ooh, Guthrie. Good old Guthrie, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, Guthrie is the city and county seat in Logan County. It was originally established as a railroad station in 1887, but saw its population grow by 10,000 residents essentially overnight in 1889. For what reason? I am so glad you asked. I'm glad I was asking. About why? Well, it was all thanks to President Harrison's, quote, hoss race, or more officially known, the land run of 1889. President Harrison? Benjamin Harrison. Harrison? Oh, Benjamin Harrison. Oh, Benjamin. Benjamin, not William Henry. Right? I was curious. I was like, itty bitty president or long president? I think long president. I think it's Ben. Um, Yeah, because that other guy was too busy having pneumonia from being an idiot. Right. Right. We should wear a coat when it's cold. And not yeah. give a speech that's like four hours long in the rain in January. Did, didn't we debunk that? Didn't he die of some sort of poopy water disease? Maybe. I think we I debunked, think we debunked, that debunked on this show. We have debunked this as he died of the butt. Um, no, so according to the Wikipedia page, on April 22nd, 1889, um, 50,000 potential settlers gathered at the edges of the, quote, unassigned lands, which are the lands that were ceded, air quote, ceded to the United States by the Creek and Seminole tribes following the end of the Civil War. So it's it's land we stole from mm-hmm. these tribes. And then gave away. And then gave away to white yeah. people. Yep. So hoping to stake a claim on a plot of land. So at noon, quote, cannons resounded. And at and uh, at a two million acre section of the territory, um, they launched the Hoss Race or Land Run of 1889. So during a six hour span, 10,000 people basically ran into all these unassigned lands and it was first come, first serve. So they so all... 
How could you decide, like, how big are these land plots? Do you know? I do not know. Because I'm like, what if you were in one corner and someone else's kitty corner and you, like, couldn't see each other? Right. I don't know if they were, like, already pre-staked out and they were just, like, come one, come However much barbed wire you brought with you and just kind of laid around it. Maybe. Or you just, like, claim your land. Like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to quick, like Bob said, just barbed wire around. Be like, this is where I live now. Just piss on everything. Just everything. Mine! You're just, like, running around licking things to own them. Just licking the ground. <laughs> you're just like, you're getting ready for the for the cannons to go off. And you're like, why aren't you wearing any pants? Oh, I'm immediately going to take a giant deuce. Do, just, and I'm going to rub yeah. my, my shit all over these rocks. You want you want to take this land from me now? Yeah. I pooped on it. I pooped <laughs> I'm fertilizing, all right? I've already improved the land here. Trial by deuce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Trial by deuce. So during the six hour span. Ten, I stake this land in the name of my butt. <laughs> Sir poops a lot. Um, so 10,000 people staked a claim in the land in what would become Guthrie, and they made that the capital of the Oklahoma Territory. So 10,000 people was like the max number of people. I think that settled in any one given area at that time. So they were like, cool, we now name this a town, and eventually it yeah. will become the, quote, well, for a while, the capital of the Oklahoma Territory. I wonder if anyone showed up on the day of the cannons and was just like asthmatic and like didn't run good and like didn't get any territory. <laughs> They got like a section of a land that was just like, cool, what am I going to do? You got with somebody's this? outhouse. Yeah, you are yeah, the outhouse. I think if we were to do that now, like people would die. Like like Black Friday is bad Oh, yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Free land? People die over a $20 television that's going to break after a month. Mm-hmm. When yeah. it comes like to like people, land and your livelihood, death. People toast. would definitely die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no. So many Karens would show up. Oh, yeah. So many managers would be demanded to be spoken with. Um, so Guthrie, uh, Guthrians, as I'm calling them, I don't care what they're actually called, took that responsibility of being the new capital of the Oklahoma Territory very seriously. Um, right. Within months, they set themselves up as a true cosmopolitan type town of the time. Uh, within, so they, like I said, within months, they established, uh, established. They established. I, I, I speak as English. Um, they established municipal water, electricity, mass transit, and even an underground parking garage for their horses and buggies. That's badass. That's pretty. I I was all ready to make fun of these guys, but like they actually came up with some cool shit for older times. That is pretty fucking badass. Yeah. And that's within months of everybody just like bum rushing this land. Um... So, like all good things, Guthrie's run as the territory's capital did come to an end in 1910. So, they were only the capital for about 20 years. Oh. Um, because at that point, what had happened was Oklahoma City started establishing itself as, like, the very big, cool uh, place. And, like, meatpacking industry was there. And so, a lot more people were moving there. They're like, we have more people. We have more resources. We, we are going to be. Packs. We have all the meat. We, therefore, deserve to be yeah. the capital. And so. So, then, so then Guthrie mm-hmm. became a lowercase. Like, yeah. They were not. Okay. Yeah. So with yeah, that, but yeah, per, per the meat bill of, of 17, uh, uh, eight, 80, 89, 1807. 1807, the more meat packing you can do, the more likely you are to actually be the capital, be the of, the capital state of whatever territory because of the state. meats. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. If you if you meat pack 13 milligals of meat, mm-hmm. you get to be mm-hmm. the capital. That's the law. That is the how law. much meat can you pack? A I, lot. <laughs> Sounds dirty. <laughs> I, I know exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> That's oh, why I asked. Oh my god! So with that, with losing the uh, the 
capital seat, most government-related businesses left the city, as did a bulk of its residents. And so today, the town boasts only a population of 10,000 residents. So it stayed at about 10,000. Oh, it stayed exactly the same. same. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's where they're at today. But now they now have two underground buggy ca- uh, parking lots. I wonder what happened to the underground buggy carriages. Like, did they just keep them? Are they now car garages or are they just like No, it's it's nothing? it's it's full of ghosts, I hope. Oh, no. I are we going to hear like that. horse ghosts from no. these buggies? You, no horse you ghosts. You parked horses down there for years. I mean, it's just full of shit with that's like not true. a lot of ventilation. It, no. I, know, I hope they filled them in. They filled them in with the horse poops. And they just closed yeah, that yeah, hole yeah. back up. Yeah. Eventually, you couldn't get horses in there anymore. There, there's one, poop, poop there is everywhere. one part of town that will grow any fucking thing that touches the it ground. Grow, it'll grow bananas. It'll grow bananas. They don't even shit. Pineapples? It's, oh, it's They give so much shit. They yeah. So, so much Yeah, the, the, the horses gave their shit so that we might have this patch of ground. Where you can pl- I planted, believe this or not, I planted an espresso machine, and I got an espresso tree. Whoa. It's unbelievable. I grew the country of Colombia. Yep. I got... <laughs> No, a number of countries of Colombia hang from its its <laughs> hang branches? heavy on its branches, yeah. <laughs> heavily laden with Colombians. laden with Colombians <laughs> or Indonesians. What other types of coffee? Yeah, Ethiopians. Ethiopians. Ethiopians, delicious. I we love just it. learned Brazilian. Yep, Brazilians. Mm-hmm. So, well, one of the early residents who did not give up on little old Guthrie and made it his home for life was a man named F. E. Houghton founder of cotton oil and owner of the territory's first car dealership oh for hope for hope and uh also was a general store owner. come down to crazy for hopes we got all the best deals on chrysler model t's lincoln and mercury automobiles it's just all model t's at that point good point model t's from ford and model t's from ford Ford. And a Model T brand new from From Ford. Ford. Also, we got Tree Gross Columbia's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stop by. Say hi. If you buy a Model T, you get a Columbian for free. Free Columbia with purchase. (laughs) One free kilo of fresh Columbian white with every (laughs) Model T. Not like a bunch of coke dog Oklahomans <laughs> and a Model T's just mowing down anybody on the road. They're, they're just like <laughs> going 12 miles per hour down dirt road. <laughs> I'm flying. I'm flying, you guys. <laughs> the technological master. <laughs> you know what? I'd pay money to see that movie. So like um, practically everyone during that period, the Houghton family had 12 children because you never know. Um, yeah. And sadly for the Houghtons, the you never know was their daughter, Augusta, who died at the age of eight after a maid gave her the wrong medicine for her whooping cough. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. So uh, at the time, the whooping cough was basically... Um, heroin so that was the cure they they she overdosed they gave her too much opioids oh man that eight-year-old went out like smelling colors yeah man she was look she's sad she's dead we'll get to her but she she was in a good mood through the cosmos on her way out though man (laughs) she met god on the way she was like dude she was God on the way. She did enough heroin that she took God's job. It was incredible. Yeah. She's she's Dr. Manhattan now. She's walking around with giant blue penis. Yeah, yeah. yeah she grew a blue, blue dick. dick. It's incredible. She she's lives on Mars. 80 feet tall. It's insane. That's, yeah, that's Augusta. Um, I love this origin story for her. <laughs> So the family started out on a little plot of land, but when Mrs. Houghton kept having children, that mainly made it to like the, you know, bigger kid part of childhood. Yeah, um, yeah. 
they decided they needed a new house. So in 1907, the Houghton family bought the plot of land next door and built an 8,000 square foot mansion. Um, at the time, it was the most expensive house in all of Guthrie. 8,000 square feet yeah. in 1907? Yep. That's huge. huge. Yeah, it's huge. You look at it now, I mean, essentially the inn is the mansion. It's it's massive. It is massive. That's, that's like I mean, that's a, Hollywood that's a Hills. That's house now. Yeah. Like that's Hollywood Hills type stuff. Um, and the house it was when it was built, it was the most expensive home in Guthrie, costing eleven thousand nine hundred dollars to make or to build, which is which three, modern day three hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. Oh, Jesus that's, Christ! That, that's the most expensive house in Guthrie. That was at the time, yeah. Jesus Christ! I won't buy you a one. I won't buy you a studio. A studio. We were no. talking about that yesterday. I won't get you a studio and no home, ma'am. No. <laughs> so the home had four floors and, an, and nice little finishing touches like oak paneling, oh, ship lap, leaded glass bookshelves, wainscoting, wainscoting, flying glasses, flying glasses, uh, an Adam's staircase, which I'm led to believe is a swirly do staircase. Sure. But I don't know, actually. I, I trust you. I, it had a blue link. I like hovered over it and I was like, nah, Okay, I don't care. Um, oh my God, my entire life story. <laughs> welcome to welcome to my world. It's good, right? You hover, you go. This is not interesting, and you just like, move on. I don't know. It looks like a swirly. Dude. I don't know. It's a fucking staircase, guys. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and it's called Adam. It's Adam's <laughs> staircase. Um, and I uh, three fireplaces. Ooh, Ooh, to protect him from the cold Oklahoma winters. I feel like three fireplaces in eight thousand square feet is not not enough. enough. Well, yeah. I imagine at that point they're like, "Come, children, come into the parlors. We're all going to crowd around this, and like, <laughs> Timmy shall read us sonnets." An yeah. old one-legged Uncle Pete's going to tell you stories from the plains. Yeah. Well, one year about how he shit to get this plot of land. One year it didn't rain for twelve years. <laughs> yeah. That was a long year where it didn't rain. No, no rain. Um, is that so, the story, Uncle Pete? Yes, it yeah, is. So I'm not sure cool what story, happened. Uncle Pete. Thank yeah, you. Cool, cool story, bro. Um, so I'm not sure what happened with the family, but in the 1920s, the house was leased to Smith's Funeral Home for use as a mortuary. All right. Um, and the beautiful buffet table that you see in the hallway today was actually the embalming table from said mortuary. I like that they it's just now upcycled a good, that into a buffet. They really did. You eat food off of where people mm. and, you know, had yeah. shit shoved into their bodies. But it's very convenient no. because most embalming tables come with a sneeze guard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I made that up. That's says, a lie. <laughs> nothing says family style potato salad like old dead body fumes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, have you been to a hometown buffet? It's basically <laughs> a, a mortuary. Uh, I've been nowhere in seven <laughs> months, so no. Yeah, we've not. But not even before. <laughs> Please. Come on. No, buffets are, are creep me out. They're, I mean, they're kind of gross because all you have to... I don't like communal pret- food. Not a big fan. Well, all you have is a gross little sneeze guard, which people still stick which their faces under. people bend underneath. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Anyway, um, the after being a mortuary, it was converted into a boarding house. And in 1986, a woman named Becky Luker bought the mansion, renovated it, and turned it into the sweet little inn that has four and a half stars on TripAdvisor today oh, that's pretty fucking stars. good man it's pretty good becky gets a good job becky. yeah and the price is reasonably priced their wedding suite is only 137 dollars a night well my goodness that is insane you can't get a like a motel no. six for that out here no i mean granted you'd have to have your wedding in guthrie oklahoma well you don't know they've got they got a columbia tree <laughs> keywords are quaint coked okay. to the tits <laughs> 
And coffee. And coffee. And caffeinated. Okay, <laughs> I get it, fine. So naturally, the place finds itself just a teeny tiny bit haunted. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, so one of the ghosts that is believed to haunt the house is little Augusta, who okay. uh, was Dr. God. Dr. Manhattan. Yep, Dr. Manhattan. So when the, while the Luker family... <laughs> Residents claim to see the spectral blue dick. Yeah. Floating down from Mars. Yeah. It's impressive. When it's on an eight-year-old girl, it's impressive. Really impressive. Be like, how did she get such a majestic blue penis? Heroin. That's the answer, kid. (laughs) Heroin. Heroin. That's the answer. (laughs) Most unexplained. Can you imagine unsolved mysteries? The answer was always just heroin. Heroin. (laughs) How did he he jump off his roof? Heroin. Heroin. Every Every penis enlargement advertising on the internet actually does lead to pure heroin. Grade A uncut heroin. Yeah. You can just you can just mainline into your dick. <laughs> into your dick veins. And it turns blue. <laughs> turns and then you become Dr. Manhattan. Turns it blue. <laughs> and you can control the atoms. If you don't die, you yeah. become Dr. Manhattan. You, exactly. That's high how you risk, high reward. Yes, like how they deem you worthy. The heroine is deeming you worthy of blue dicks. <laughs> the heroine has chosen me. <laughs> <laughs> So, while the Luker family was renovating the house, uh, they would hear footsteps and doors shutting on one of the upper levels nightly. Um, afraid that there were burglars or other um, scary bad peoples in the house, they would call the police. Frequently, the police would always come out and never find anybody upstairs. Oh, no. That's your tax dollars. Hard to work there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, the upper levels uh, are also where the Lukers placed a toy chest once belonging to the Houghton family. Um, because the story goes, I guess when they started renovations, there were still members of the Houghton family alive. So they asked him about, you know, some of the stuff that they used to do. And they gave give us your old shit. Give us your old shit. And they had a toy chest and they said, we were, uh, you know, we had the toy chest upstairs in like one of the third floor bedrooms. Um, and almost daily when the family would check on the property in the morning, they would find the toys outside of the chest uh, strewn about the room as if someone had been playing with them overnight. And oh, little Augusta. Yeah, Aww. little Dr. Manhattan was out playing. And again, according to the Houghton family, they would the kids used to sneak um, out of bed at night to play with their toys. Like before really Aww. falling asleep was they would like all sneaky sneak out and play with their little toys together. So it seems like Augusta is still playing That's with so- her toys. That's so quaint. She just wanted to play more jacks. Yeah. And marbles. And she's got to shoot up some more heroin. She's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cute. She's got to keep riding that dragon, man. That's Hell yeah. Cute. Yeah. Once you pop the fun, don't stop. With heroin. TM. <laughs> <laughs> so guests staying at the inn have also experienced a, quote, childlike figure uh, tucking them into bed at night. Oh, my um, God. And in the morning... Uh, little Augusta would also wake them up by gently patting their faces. Oh no! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up. It's time to go to the heroin store. We gotta go to the visit the Colombians and the tree belt back. Mommy needs her fangs. <laughs> um, but she's not always the nice, sweet little baby angel that uh, she kind of is most of the time. She is a rambunctious little eight-year-old heroin addict. So no, I mean, as you would be if you were an eight-year-old heroin addict. True. So sometimes at night, she'll keep the guests up by bouncing on their bed. Hell um, yeah. Or playing with like a wooden ball and just like rolling it across the floor all night long. Okay. But of course, whenever you go to look, there's never anything there. So it's always like the sound of somebody rolling a ball. That's, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I guess even um, she'll play a music box or something will be playing a music box. Um, one guest complained to the owner that he was hearing a music box playing all night. And Becky, the owner, was just like, yeah, I don't have music boxes in this hotel. So, we don't have them. We don't allow them. I don't know We're where that. No music box family. No, we are a, a music yeah. box killed my mother. They're not yeah. allowed on the premises. <laughs> what is it like? Get the wire hanger, you get it again or something. Yeah. It's, that's how it is with the music boxes. Um, the inn is also believed to be haunted by several adult ghosts, uh, most likely okay. guests of the mortuary uh, in the 1920s. Oh, haunting that um, potato salad table. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out there. Um, when Becky's son was 14, the front door of the inn kept slamming shut. So Grant, that's the boy's name, kept opening it back up and even placed uh, an iron rod on the floor to keep it propped open. Mm-hmm. Um, but something pushed the iron out of the way and still slammed the door shut. That is an angsty teenage ghost. Yeah, that really is. And and Grant was like, yeah, at that point I realized there's probably something otherworldly here. No shit. Um, And then leaning into the ghost. So the hotel definitely leans into the whole ghostiness, which is cool. Um, Becky has allowed uh, a couple Oklahoma ghost investigation groups to come in and do investigations at the okay. uh, hotel and even so our the Baggins hasn't been because I was no, like the oh no. was there he, he tried and fuck that little girl right oh yeah our sweet ghost boys visited in <laughs> 2017 <laughs> yeah so uh, that might be my wooden ball do you yeah. want to jump on my bed on my wooden balls <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they Gross. did visit I'm not sure if Zach tried to fuck Dr. Manhattan but we can watch the episode and find out um, local investigators also captured uh, voices. So their local ABC affiliate two years ago decided to do like a investigation along with the Oklahoma Ghost Patrol or whatever the fuck they're called. So they went overnight. They had a camera guy. They had like their no- local news reporter. Again, slow news in Guthrie that they're investigating a haunted hotel. Um, But during that 2018 stay, they captured EVPs saying, do you hear what they're saying? And they did put it on the the website so you can kind of hear. And Mm -hmm. I do sort of hear, like, do you hear what they're saying? Like, you can kind of get that. You also capture a voice saying, Sarah, good sister, liar, and I'm scared. Liar. I know. Liar. Liar. What did they lie about? I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know either. <laughs> what did they lie about? <laughs> they lied about how the little girl died of a drug overdose and how she's Dr. Manhattan. Yes. She's a drug mule. She's she- a drug mule. What am I afraid of? Giant blue dicks. Colombians. Oh, they no. are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the camera guy also felt someone run up behind them and then a big cold spot complete with goosebumps bros and like the hairs standing on his arm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, cause it the was crazy energies. Yeah. Cause I guess what was happening was he was filming one way. He felt something. So he did like the quick t- camera turn. Bro, what was that? Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera guy also um, caught with his own eyeballs uh, a roll of paper towels throw itself onto the floor in a completely empty kitchen. Oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, and they did yeah. capture like the audio of the paper towels hitting the ground. So it, you know, verified. And, and then an EVP saying, Piso mojado. Knock the paper towel to, to dry it off. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. What floor? I got you. Yeah. Okay, well, I tried. I thought I was going to like throw it on the ground and be like, the quilted quicker pick rubber. Pick this, pick this up, bitch. No. Um, Fuck you, brawny man. Yeah, maybe that's a cat ghost. Oh, maybe. Oh, see, now, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, now yeah, we have another cat really ghost wants in a while. To go that visit. feels like a cat ghost. 
Um, cause yeah, so like I said, owners uh, super lean into the ghostiness um, and they do a fun murder mystery dinners every once in a while followed by ghost stories in the morning. So it's like an overnight sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then I guess, but the only thing people I've ever read like kind of knocks on them about is they do ghost stories in the morning at breakfast. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that at breakfast? That's, That's not spooky time. No. I'm trying to have waffles, idiot. Yeah, I want waffles. They're spooky my- waffles. Oh, maybe they're in the shape of ghosts. I was going to say, are they like skull waffles or something cool? I don't know. No, but they're just so spooky. But somebody's got skull ice cubes. They're spooky because one of the waffles is full of heroin and you don't know which one. <laughs> yeah. You might come out one with a One of you a will die tonight. <laughs> it's like button, button, who's got the button. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Heroin waffle. <laughs> that heroin B- waffle. Balloon, balloon, who's got the heroin balloon in their <laughs> oh ass. Oh my God. Um, and of course, you can still go there today. Just, you know, wear a mask or wait until 2022. But there sure. we go. That is the Stone Lion Inn in Guthrie, Oklahoma. That's How a spooky place. Interesting. I would go there. That sounds, it's some pretty good haunting stuff. Yeah. yeah I dig it. I kind of want. Plus four and a half stars on TripAdvisor. That's pretty Yeah, good. it's hard, hard to beat that. At, at, at those rates? I know. 150 bucks a night? Come on. For Not the bridal suite. Price. That's ridiculous. I- I know, I'm booking my wedding right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, gr- groom, uh, uh, spouse TBD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a self-sufficient woman. I don't need no groom. Marry myself. I'm going to clone myself and get married to myself. <laughs> I'm going to starfish on the bed in that bridal suite. <laughs> <laughs> my bed. My champagne, my roses, my chocolate. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go come, come back. We're going to hear my story yeah. up next. Hey everyone, it's your old pal Uncle Pete, and I'm here to ask you for iTunes reviews for the Booze and Brews podcast. We've been getting a few. I'd like to thank Carl's winky smiley face with the tongue sticking out for his references to deep googs. If the rest of you could go in there and do five stars and say some nice words about the show that would just be special hey by the way we have they also have a patreon patreon.com slash booze and brews show sketches audio episodes video episodes it's a good time great way to support the show in these troubled times hey also hey 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 guess what they also got social media websites you heard of them hey they got a uh, instagram that's at booze and brews podcast got a facebook that's at booze and brews got a twitter that's also booze and brews that's all them hey guess what it's the spooky season as well and uh the booze and brews crew got something special cooking up for you right now i think you're really gonna enjoy it but uh before we get into that because i'm not gonna tell you too much i'm gonna tell you this show's coming up right now three go go i'm more excited than this beer is to be out here you're more bubbly you're, than you're this bubbly beer and excited this well, beer is not this beer this is beer is not ready for the weekend no <laughs> no it is not these beers are ready to lay down because they're flat ayo no. get Ayo. it just like the earth <laughs> hey i don't know there is no moon there's no moon and the earth is flat well that i knew well we're back in oklahoma once again 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 i don't know how again, they say again. it again sure again uh tuna what you gonna tell us about well i am here as y'all know I made a oopsie dude last yes. week, mm-hmm. and I did a story that I had already done. Yes. Oops. So I decided this week I was not going to do that. Good. I'm going to do a story brand new to me. So I'm going to tell you about the Stone Lion Inn. Ah! I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, well, I'm just kidding. It's a man. Um, I did. 
I did do a long running joke yesterday with Melly that I was just going to do my old haunted Oklahoma story because it was about a kiv. Yeah. And I was like, you're not the boss of me. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to tell you but all no. the other caverns we didn't go into. <laughs> I'll tell you so much more about games. Yeah. No, but I think I'm fairly certain I found a new haunted location this week. <sighs> Good. So I'm going to tell you about what I assume is pronounced the Fort Washita. Sure. Or wash washita 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 the shitty washer i'm gonna go with so fort washita yeah uh okay so fort washita is 12 miles outside durant oklahoma okay could be could be that's a basketball boy i'm sure you'd love it mr durant yeah yeah grim sleeper no Um, so I was like, uh, yeah. So it's right outside Durant, Oklahoma, and it's right by the connection of the Washita and the Red Rivers. Okay. Oh. And these are two big important rivers. So it's like real good to be at the like confluence of these two rivers. Do they mm-hmm. it makes a lot of power, I'm sure. It's also, yeah, it's so good. It water has memories. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, Any copper real, in there for astral projection. That's why that's I'm called sure. Red River. Because yeah. of the copper. Yeah. Because it's full of blood. From Blood the um, river. from the, so the it's, ash. It's also built Shittas. slightly up on a hill, so it has oh, like okay. an advantageous militaristic location. Mm. That's why they decided to build this fort there. Got okay. it. So they originally built this fort. Uh, this fort was uh, they decided to build it because General Zachary Taylor heard of him. Heard of him? I heard of that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not Future. yet president at yeah. this moment. Just general. Okay. Future um, president. He decided that they needed to build a fort there, and they started work on the fort in 1842 because they built it to protect the Choctaw and the Chickasaw uh, Native American tribes from the Plains Indian tribes because they were, like, beating the shit out of each other and killing each other. And I was, like, very curious. I was like, why would the U.S. government get involved in this if the natives are... It seems like, why would you care? Right. Here's why they cared, because it's our fucking fault. Because in 1830, the president signed the Indian Removal Act. Oh, God. Which upseated the Choctaw and the... um, Chickasaw? The Chickasaw Indians. Mm -hmm. And, like, they had their own little trail of tears and moved them into new territory that the government gave them. But, yeah, that territory was not the U.S. government's. It was the Plains Indians, I so see. then they were like, get off my fucking yard. I see. Damn and kids, get off my lawn! So then the government had to step in to, like, protect them, oh. because they moved them and said, this is your land now. Oh. Except it the wasn't people their who land. already had that land were grumpy about it. Understandably. This is a mess. The, uh, yep. It sounds yep. like. I was like, why are we getting involved? It seems like, why would we care? Oh, because oh, it's our fault. Because we did it. Yeah. Yep. That was our um, oopsie-doodle. Yeah, so if you were uh, curious, the fort was built by Company A&F of the United Second Dragoons. Yeah! A-M-F? A-and-F. Oh, A-and-F. Company A and Company F, which, funnily enough, in one of the websites I was looking at, continually misspelled dragoons with only one O, so it looked like dragon. And dragon. I was just like, I'm French, I'm French dragon, I am dragon. <laughs> I am a Company F of Second Dragon. I swoop um, in and uh, complete your fort. <laughs> my, my, do not hoard gold. I hoard baguettes. I am dragon. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so it was built in the um, in 1842. It was helpful in the Mexican-American War of 1846 because uh, Durant, Oklahoma, is in the southern part of Oklahoma. It's like right down there by Texas. So it's sure. real helpful uh, towards the Texas fight. Okay. Makes sense. Um, I see how we got there. Al- yeah, it was also a helpful stopover for pioneers and gold rushers during the 1850s. I thought you were going to say it was a helpful stopover for pie. <laughs> I mean, that's kind hey, of... Hey, heading out west, try some of this here pie. Going to set you up real good for the rest of the wagon are, trail. Are you, is your mouth dusty from the Oregon Trail? Have some huckleberry pie. Stu- stuff your pie hole with these here plums. <laughs> no, it was like, because the Plains Indians are native to that area, a bunch mm-hmm. of people had moved in, taken their land. They were obviously grumpy about it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would be too. So they were attacking a lot of settlers, so they had to move in big groups, and they liked to stop within fortified locations wherever they could. Mm-hmm. So it became a, like, a, a, a thoroughfare for them. So they almost, um, I, I bet they did have a pie stop. If you really yeah. think about yeah. it because someone, of that i guarantee you someone was making pie yeah, in that yeah. Port. I there was pie being made the, the Ru- fir- think about it strawberry rhubarb pie man the first mm. highway oasis yeah um as For many pie. websites now as you will re- remember i just told you this is in the southern part of oklahoma yes right? i do recall almost that in texas so uh, many a website helpfully informed me that it fell to the air quotes fell to the confederacy during the civil war i didn't I was like fall. i don't think it ever stood against the confederacy. i, yeah, I, think, no, it, I think it walked gleefully over to yeah <laughs> i think it it rejoiced in its in its location in the middle of the confederacy yeah Jeez. did some jump um, rope and, and very happy cartwheels yeah, so it was obviously a Confederate fort during the Civil War. Um, it didn't see any action, but it was a main stop upon their supply line to get stuff further up north. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also was a military hospital. So there were a lot of like wounded soldiers and then dead soldiers. So there's a Confederate cemetery on site. Got it. Um, and weirdly enough, the Choctaw and the Chickasaw Indians fought alongside the Confederate soldiers um, in oh. the Civil War, which I did not know. Uh, That's I a guess weird one. We protected them from the neighbors we made them move next to. Maybe that I might. I suppose that's, that's one that way of looking at about it, right? They're yeah. like, look, um, I know nothing about slavery, but you know yeah. what I mean. The tribes are just like, I don't get it, but you were nice to me. They were like, so. no, 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 not, not, not us brown people. Those brown, those people. brown people. Those are slightly different brown people. Yeah, they, they looked um, at them like, man, they could treat people worse than us. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, let's let's so let, let's they, not tempt fate here. <laughs> So when things started looking bad for the South, uh, they abandoned the fort. Um, but as a nice little parting gift before they left, they burned it to the ground. Oh, I thought they were just, they smeared poop on the walls. Oh. No, I mean, they burned as much as you can burn mostly stone buildings to the ground. <laughs> okay. But they burned as much as they could. They burned like the barracks buildings and stuff that were wood. Okay. Um, and That'll then show af- them. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the um, the war ended and they were like rebuilding, it, like the, the land bounced around a little bit. It eventually ended up with the Department of Interior. Okay. Who then this put ship lap up that they that they stole from the Plains Indians, moved the like other Indian tribes onto, then built a fort on. They are now selling it back to the Choctaw and the Chickasaw oh my Indians. God, so they're like selling it to individual families, like as plots of land. But the, all the families are from the Choctaw and the Chickasaw tribes. Okay. So the plot of land that contained like the actual fort location went to the. Um, uh, the Colbert or perhaps Colbert yeah! family, <laughs> uh, which was a Chickasaw family, <laughs> sounds very Chickasawian. It does. Colbert, um, the Chickasawian. So the, yeah. So, so uh, Stephen Col- Colbert's Chickasawian uh, ancestors, and their neighbors, the Pimpinus. <laughs> 
they moved into the fort. They rebuilt the barracks that were burnt down and were like using it as a family home. Um, they then so set those on fire, sold them to somebody else. We're another... going to get to it. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh. <laughs> don't jump ahead in my story. Okay, I apologize. Um, so his his moved the I think his name was like Charles. Uh, he moved his family in. He was going to start a farm. Um, he had a little bit of trouble. They didn't end up staying there for very long. He turned out he, he didn't know how to, to a, farm. And then he sold it to another family, and the other family was there for an even shorter amount of time, and then it was abandoned for uh. a really, really long time. And then in the 1960s, the oh, wow. Oklahoma... So that's like... Many o- years. Almost 100 years. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we're talking 1870s, probably 1890s yeah. uh, to 1962. <laughs> the Oklahoma Historical Society purchased the land... Um, and decided to refurb it and like rebuild the barracks into their former glory. Oh, because the coal bur- the coal bears left uh, because their house burned down. Oh, okay. I skipped over that part. Okay. They weren't very good at farming and their house burned down. And so they sold it to another so, family who so they rebuilt the house and then they just left. Bad at farming and home ownership. Yes. Yeah, bad at not burning things to the ground. Yeah. This is so second time this is burned to the ground now. You might as well um, just so leave it. Okay, there we go. Now, now we got to my part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. It there didn't we go. take too long. So we're going to come back to it. We're going to circle back around. Oh, great. Um, so the uh, Oklahoma Historical Society buys it, refurbs it, rebuild the barracks as like a historical thing. It's like a museum. They also use the land to um, hold reenactments, both of the Civil War and of something called the Fur Trade Rendezvous. Ooh, what? But it's, that sounds which, like, like a gross porno. I know, yeah. which apparently takes place in the years before the Civil War, and then there's also Civil War reenactors. So there's a lot of old timey people walking around I'm like, who are not ghosts. Imagining yeah. that this is like old timey pornography. Yeah, where it's like a bu- like you have a bunch of sweaty old gross dudes in a room, and then like there's but there, but like there's a lady who has to enact right in front of him, and she like opens the door, but it's like instead of a pizza delivery man, it's like a fur delivery man. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I've Check got these furs. Oh, you I wanna... just got out of the shower. Good, sir. <laughs> and then they pork on the bed and a bunch of sweaty dudes jack in the corner. <laughs> like, on oh, the fur. do you want my otter pelts? Hey, uh, <laughs> check out this Merkin. Hell yeah. Um, so as the Historical Society bought the land and they started to do um, like exhumations of some of the bodies. So they pulled up a lot of the Confederate soldiers to rebury them in military burial grounds. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Um, and one of the things that they dug up uh, in, in uh, 1965, they uh, dug up the body of a young boy who was there during the Civil War, right before the Civil War, who who his tombstone said he died of cholera. Oh. But they dug him up the and his skull was bashed in. That's not cholera. Oh. Which is which is interesting, but not nearly as interesting <laughs> as the only partially decomposed Mexican man who was also lying with him in his grave. What? Oh, no. Do let, not know who that let, was. Let me let me propose something to you. I think it was cholera. Okay. He shit so hard and so fast, the oh, pressure inside of his brain. body and it, it caved his skull in. And then it buried okay. him next to a partially decomposed then, Mexican man. Yeah, yeah. No, he no, sh- no, no. He shot what? the Mexican he, man. Oh, okay. no, no, no. He died, and then 50 years later, a Mexican man was buried in his grave with him. Oh, that's gross. Mm. If that's not clear. Like, someone used okay. his grave to hide a body. I see. I see now. I get it. Okay. Also, that's spooky. why it was only partially decomposed. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. I get it. No. Look, the cartel's um, got to do it some way. Or oh, no, they can find it somewhere. Yeah. They also whilst uh, like exploring the land and trying to refurbish the land, they discovered that uh, one of the like a uh, Civil War uh, soldier or commanders, he was the commander of the fort at the time that 
they burned it and left. They could never find him afterwards. Then they discovered he just never fucking left, and he was probably living in the woods outside the fort. And then at some point, he died, and whatever family was living in the house at the time just buried him in an unmarked grave because they, like, found him. Oh my! But he didn't die until, like, years after the Civil War. So they were like, oh, no, he would he's just fucking hanging around. Oh, my God. He didn't know the war was over. He's just Creeper. like hiding out in the bushes. Yep. Long I know, and beard. This poor, like, eating pine oh, needles. His <laughs> ancestors are just trying to farm. Some crazy old coot in the woods. <laughs> hey! Hey, what's going on? There's my phone down there. Hey! Oh my God. You're the wrong kind of brown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, like I said, now it's a it's a part of the historical society. So it's a museum dedicated to the area and Oklahoma in general's history. Um, it seems to be open. They're holding like outdoor events, um, oh, okay. including like outdoor movies and stuff. Um, and it uh, has been open since the '60s as a museum, except for a brief four year respite uh, after it again burned, burned to the, the fucking ground in 2010. There needs to be better electrical work, or they need to stop hiring arsonists to manage the he, property. I don't think the electrical work is why it burned in the 1860s. Yeah. Or 1917. It's that Pish old posh. knob and tube, man. It's just it's not the safe. Old, it's not up the code. It never was. It didn't even exist. But if you go now, it does seem to be open. Call for hours. Um, oh, they make homemade root beer. Oh, that's delicious. That's so really good. I like that. I kind of want. And then you, don't yeah. you want a root beer float now? So, Yo, um, scoop of ice cream. As you can imagine, as this land houses many a cemetery, mm-hmm. is there ghost of fires past? There's probably some ghosts, and there right. are there's a smattering of assorted ghosts. Okay, but there's really one particular ghost. Oh, so now this location has been haunted pretty much since the Civil War. Okay. So you will remember when Stephen Colbert's family moved in? That yes, the Chickasawian yeah. Colberts. I remember they were, them. They were the Chickasaw at, Colberts. They were bad at home, and they were bad at farm. See, we don't actually know that they were bad at farming because when they moved in, they were like, this shit is haunted. Oh, oh, that's a good reason oh. to leave. So him and his family they moved They burned the in. house down to kill this fucking ghost. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, or the ghost burned the house down. What the get- shit? Um, so they moved into the house and they started working on refurbishing the barracks into a home for his family. And uh, he like in his diaries, you can read that like the very first night he showed up is him, his wife, his four children and his 32 dogs. 32 dogs. This man has a life everybody wants to this live. This is a man after my own Hashtag heart. Hashtag goals, right? Hashtag Hell yeah. goals. 32 he, he dogs. He just, every time every time he passes one in the street, he's just like, they're all good dogs. And, and he yep. just takes, and he takes, takes them home. home. Doesn't matter if it belongs to him or not. So he said that the first night they went to sleep in this new place, uh, he woke up in the morning and all his dogs were gone. What? And he was like, where the fuck's my dogs? And so then he wakes up and he goes and rounds them up and they're all sleeping around various parts of the like property. Uh-huh. And he has to go like find them and bring them home. And then every night in the middle of the night, it's he tries to like stay awake and see where they go. And they all go at once because he never hears them go. But every night all the dogs leave and he has to go like get them in the morning. Oh, they go to the um, gathering of the dogalos. Yeah. Wow, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> get out. <laughs> Um, it doesn't also, even make any fucking sense. They wake up in the morning, they've got Idiot. fucking clown makeup got clown on. Makeup on. <laughs> they all have shitty clown makeup on. Drinking Fago Cola. Yep. Terrible thoughts about women. Yep. Um, <laughs> speaking of terrible thoughts about women, so his They're wife, all bitches. His Get wife. It? I got Get it. Ow. Get <laughs> out. He looked at me so earnestly like, you get it? 
No. Yeah, I got it. Unfortunately, it was yeah. a good. It was a good dog joke. Do you stand by? <laughs> They're all, all good, good dog, dog jokes. jokes. <laughs> um. So the the whole family reports like hearing eerie sounds, but the wife felt like she was being tormented by a ghost. Oh. Like it would wake her up in the middle of the night and like she couldn't catch her breath. She had COVID. Um, which is part of the reason why the Colbert family moved out. Oh. And so they sold the house to the Steeles. Okay. So Dr. Steele and his sister, who I could not anywhere find her name, hashtag mm. feminism. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Steele and his sister moved in. And from like day one, his sister keeps hearing weird noises. And his sister is like maybe a little troubled. But mm. the doctor keeps walking in and seeing her having these long argumentative conversations, air quotes, with herself. Oh, boy. And she claims she's talking to the other woman in the house. Uh, oh, OK. Um, she also claims to see like Civil War soldiers and stuff around the house. Um, but then eventually it all culminates in this one night when she like is trying to she's woken up he, the doctor is woken up by his sister screaming that she can't breathe someone's trying to choke her in her sleep she has a nervous breakdown she gets admitted to a mental hospital and he sells the house and moves away oh wow geez. yeah and then uh, we never hear about Miss Lucy Steele again because yeah, uh, yeah. and she does no not. one because of this like sordid history no one buys the house and it sits empty until the Oklahoma Historical Society buys it. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? It was haunted, scared out two families, and then no one wanted to go back in. It was so haunted, in fact, that even the neighbor, so like people down the street, strangely enough, another doctor, maybe this ghost has trouble with doctors, mm. but this other doctor down the street named Dr. Stallcup in the early 1900s, um, he starts having problems where once there's no one in that house at the fort, <clears throat> he starts having hauntings in his house. And his his wife is having trouble oh god with, with like someone coming at them and then his young daughter is being possessed by a grumpy old woman and at one point the grumpy old woman possessing the daughter threatens to cut off all of the daughter's hair whoa Ooh. and the and the wife like falls to her knees and starts praying to like jesus to help me with this yeah um and then and jesus the was like no she needs a haircut <laughs> jesus was like no she needs bangs yeah we old decision but i'm here for it <laughs> Um, no, so once the wife like prayed the devil away, it, it, the ghost never came back. Oh, wow. Mm. Um, so now you may wonder, uh, there are various Civil War ghosts. People hear marching and like other yeah. just various war ghostiness. Um, but this one main ghost, you may wonder, who is this ghost? Yeah, who is she? Well, I'm here to tell you, we don't know that much about her, but we know that her name is Aunt Jane. Oh, Aunt Jane. Mm -hmm. And we don't know that much about her life. But we do know how she died because she is also known as Headless Aunt Jane. Oh, she delicious. Okay. <laughs> so she died sometime w around uh, 1842 to 1861, so prior to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And there's three basic stories for... Jesus Christ. Wow. Motorcycle. There's three basic stories for who they think she is. Okay. So I'm going to tell you all three. I'm excited. Starting with my least favorite okay. and going to my most favorite. Okay, all right, great. all right, all right. Okay, so the first one is that she was the wife of an officer. Yep, boring. Um, and her <laughs> husband was out. Right? Boring, send it back, it's crap. Done. Her, she, her, uh, her husband was off one night. He came home, found her in bed with another man, oh. flies into a fit of rage, cuts both of their heads off. Okay, I mean, that's a bit much, but. Leaves the bloody bodies and throws the head into the Washita River. Okay, Okay. Um, I mean, I so think that's, that's a bit violent. Yeah. But also, don't love the, like, cheating wife thing. Yeah, like... like a, that feels like we've gone to that well a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah, but it was older um, in time, so, like, they hadn't heard that story as much. Maybe. Okay, so that's story number one. All right. <laughs> story number two 
is that she's the wife of an officer also boring yeah boring next also most of these also she's like obviously a white woman uh-huh um, so she's the wife of an officer, maybe the wife of a commander of the fort, because oh. she is said to always have $20 in gold on her at all times oh, for emergencies. Damn. Which, that's a lot of money. Yeah, dude, she the, makes it rain. In the 1850s, a lot of money. She's so looking for every, a come up. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so she, everyone knows that she carries this money on her. And one night, she's walking... Oh, uh, around the fort at some something and these robbers tried to rob her and take her $20 and she's like nah bitch my fucking money mm-hmm. and in she refuses and they're like we're gonna torture you and she keeps refusing and then in the struggle uh, they cut off her head her head but falls she off. never gives up the 20 bucks yeah you know what no she's got principles and then, and yeah and so they cut her head off and, they and they're like ha ah, now we're taking the $20 and then her her, dis- her uh, beheaded body head. starts fighting them off <laughs> her beheading body's like ha 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 I hit it somewhere you'll yeah. never know where ha <laughs> stupid it was Re- in nature's coin purse that's where it was mm. uh, it didn't look hard enough it, no it was it was like, in nature's butthole <laughs> which is just the butthole which is just, just your butthole, butthole. <laughs> that's just a butthole <laughs> and nobody stupid. wanted to go up there because you know she was also known for her gross poops yeah, yeah. So. this is love in the time of cholera yep yeah. <laughs> Um, so then the third and my favorite and what I honestly think might be the true story okay is that Aunt Jane is a, uh, every website uh, calls her in air quotes, free Negro woman. Okay. Their oh. words, not mine. Yeah. Okay. Um, but who uh, decided she was going to spy for the North during the Civil War. I'm liking this and so, 100% better And already. so she goes back, she like, goes into the South and like gets not a job. No. <laughs> that's, that's not the right word. No. But works at the fort is collecting information on the fort and feeding the information back to the north. Wow. Um, which I which feels the most right to me timeline wise. Also the fact that everyone calls her Aunt Jane mm-hmm. feels like etymol- etymologically feels like she might have been a woman of color. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but so obviously at some point the Confederate soldiers figure out that she's a spy and they hang her and then they cut off her head and then they bury her head and her body separately. Okay. So she this has made Aunt Jane rather cranky. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, However, she dies. She dies without her head, and yeah. she is grumpy about it. Um, which is, I think, why she likes to strangle women in their sleep because they have their heads, <laughs> and she doesn't. Cool head, her, asshole. Yeah, because her ghost is often seen wandering around the grounds of the fort, sometimes stopping to like paw or dig at the ground as mm-hmm. if she's looking, looking to dig head. up her head. Oh god. Oh. And there's all these stories dating back to the Colberts and the Steels of these women being choked in their sleep. And then we get modern day stories of female uh, Civil War reenactors who whilst on the battlefield, like doing their reenacting, will be woken up in the middle of the night being choked. Oh, shit. So like to this day, She's trying to choke a bitch. She's trying to choke a bitch. (laughs) Look, she's just real jealous that all these women have their heads. And she doesn't have hers. Somebody yeah. get this woman a head. You like that head? Yeah. How long you had it? How Whole like, life? Can mm. I have it? Now it's mine! Now it's mine! Give it to me! Anyway, so choke, that choke, is choke. the story of Headless Aunt Jane. I like Headless Jeez. Aunt Jane. Yeah, that's a good right? one. I mean, I like to think she was this badass yeah, like know, spy. Civil War spy. Yeah. I don't love that she's trying to kill alive women to get their heads. Right. But, I mean, that it's not the choice I would have made, but you do you, boo. Right, like, her her life situation, her life story is a lot different than what we've experienced. And I mean, maybe she's missing confused. your head. She thinks heads are just up for grabs, you know? 
You get ahead. You get ahead. She just wants I ahead. I just want ahead. I just want ahead. Um. Anyway, which brings us to our beer. Yes. Um, so again, uh, this flat is the Grapefruits of Wrath yep. uh, IPA. It's 7.7%. Yes. It's completely fucking flat. flat. For yeah. some reason, this entire four pack was flat. Yep. I Nary don't know why. a bubble to be found. It, no. It looks like apple juice. Yep. Mm-hmm. No bubbles. There's no, no lacing. There's none of that There's shit. Nothing. So here needs bubbles. Here's what I'm going to say. It tastes good. Like the 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 grapefruit is a nice addition to an overall IPA. I like a grapefruit IPA. Grapefruit Sculpin, one of my favorites from Ballast Point. This is in that a similar vein. If you're a Ballast Point fan, yeah, Problem? it's a similar. It's fucking flat for some reason. Yeah, it's fucking flat, and it does not help that their can is pretentious as fuck. Oh yeah, please please read this horseshit can. A true IPA, dry hopped with citrus hops that complement the unique grapefruit flavors that are prominent throughout each taste. The flavor notes are a perfect blend of sweet and bitter flavors that transition into a substantial hop profile that satisfies an IPA lover's need for floral flavors. Light, easy drinking, and refreshing precisely describe this IPA, perfect by itself or in a mixed beer cocktail. This truly unique craft brewed beer is in a league of its own. Well, you'll Notice that they didn't say anything about it being carbonated, so <laughs> joke's on you, fucko. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's funny is I would agree with most of that statement. If yes. you say very good beer, except when it's flat. Yes. Just, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if their their CO2 thing was Broken. getting was busted or shitty or it was running out when they canned this or something. They said, fuck it, we can squeeze another or one out of this. Years old, or it's nine it. years old. Or it's nine years old and they yeah, didn't tell us. There's no date on these cans, and we're curious. We have three more weeks yeah. of of this brewery. If they're all flat, all flat, we're gonna be grumpy about it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna. San be Fernando grumpy. Brewing Company, hear us. You might have screwed the pooch. This is a podcast with a lot of influence in the beer market. Yeah, it's not. Ones of people will listen. As to many this as beer three review. people might know and still probably get your beer anyway. Um, it smells incredibly grapefruity. Yes. It has a, a lot of grapefruit flavor. It really the, is. The sweetness of the IPA does pair very well with this. I will agree with them. It was a good idea for a beer. They just should have made it bubbly. They yeah. just forgot a one big important step. Had it included step. the bubbles, bubbles. that might have been the perfect IPA. It's, but it's yeah, not. But it wasn't. Because they left wasn't. it out. Uh, yeah. Well, so Bob, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Well, let me tell you what I love. What? I love blue dicked eight-year-olds from space. I bet you do. Who doesn't? Yep. Who doesn't? Uh, you know, I love I love men shitting so hard they cave their skulls in. You know, Generally. that's that's yeah. one of my that's one of my favorite. Who things. hasn't that happened to? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, I love coked up Model week. T drivers. That's that's a great thing. <laughs> um, I forgot we talked. About that. <laughs> now, I love the gathering of the dogalos, but I'm going to read this tweet of mine uh, from. Uh, june 15th of this year okay me how about we buy thirty-five thousand dollars worth of dogs wife how about we save some of that for like vacations me a dog is a vacation with a tail that's a value add if there's one thing i love it's a man with 32 dogs vanessa wins <laughs> yay <laughs> stephen colbert's ancestors coming in with the <laughs> coming in hot 32 dogs every website was like and his 32 dogs very specific <laughs> 32 Oh. The one family cat was like, where the fuck am I in your goddamn story? You matter not. Yep, I don't give a shit. Do, did you end up in random places every night with uh, no. Juggalo paint on your face? No. no. Hell no. You're just a cat. 
<laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> yes, come back next week. We're going to have beer two from San Fernando Brewing Company. We, yeah, yeah. tune in. Is your interest peaked? Is all the beer flat? We'll let you know. We're, we're going to find out. So <laughs> when, come, and if it is, we'll definitely tell you because we're grumpy about it. We will be grumpy. So come back next week. There'll be more booze. And more brews. And until then, cheers. Cheers. Even that's flat. Yeah, I know.